Hare Krishna. So we live in very interesting times that we had to face this type of situation that we're actually in right now. So after speaking to the mayor, who actually spoke to all the uh, faith leaders in Dallas um, and made requests, we had to take some actions at the temple that are very unusual and which we would otherwise not have taken. But on and the advice of the, uh, uh, of the uh, Dallas County judge and on the advice of uh, the city leaders um, and following up on what the GBC has asked us to do, we decided to take this unusual action of um, having the Sunday feast happen in this way until next week when the mayor and the city councilors are going to be meeting on Wednesday to decide how things are going to happen. Um, on the call that we had, he, we actually, as we spoke um, uh, from the emergency declarations that were made by the judge and by the mayor and his office, um, they were strong enough, the declarations were strong enough, but when he spoke to us on the phone, he made it very clear that things are going to get much worse. Um, basically, uh, you might even think of the city being just totally shut down. Uh, no school, no, no stores uh, open after certain hours, things like that. These types of things are going to come down the pike unless Dallas stays away from more people becoming affected, and I can't see how that's going to happen. No one could see. Uh, uh, you might know there's a very famous pastor in Dallas. His name is T.J. Jakes. Uh, it's a very, very famous pastor in Dallas. Uh, he, his church uh, literally has hundreds of thousands of people as followers. And when he was told that you can't have more than 500 people in your congregation at one time, he's used to having 10, 20,000 people that he speaks to in one session. Uh, and being told, cut it down to 500, uh, that's the same for us, cutting down from, say, 200 to 10, you know, or maybe 200 to 2, uh, because that's the same ratio, you can imagine, right? Um, so, uh, obviously, there's pushback from the faith leaders, but the city is saying, no way, we're not allowing it, that's it. They're actually putting it as a regulation, which means if you don't uh, follow, you will be prosecuted. Uh, there's no choice, because the situation is, uh, from their point of view, very dire, looking at other places, and so far, Dallas has escaped the... Uh, the wrath, the wrath of it, but you know. Anyway, I'll speak a little more about that after the session because we're going to continue with our program. Um, today I'll be reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 2, text 40. Please uh, repeat after me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasmei Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Swam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vancha Kalpa Turubhascha Kripasandubya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhya Vaishnavebhya Namo Namaha Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Pishthaya Bhutale 
ಶ್ರೀಮತೆ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿನಿ ನಾಮಿನೆ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಸಾರಸ್ವತಿ ದೇವಿ ಗೌರವಾಣಿ ಪ್ರಚಾರಿಣೆ ನಿರ್ವಿಶೇಷ ಶೂನ್ಯವಾದಿ ಪಾಶ್ಚಾತ್ಯೇಶತಾರಿಣೆ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾಧರ ಶಿವಾಸಿಗೋರಭಕ್ತ ಬೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವದ್ಗೀತೆ ಥಾರೂಪ ಕಿ ಜಾಯ್ ಶೀಲಪ್ರೂಪಾದ ಕಿ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ರಾಧಾ ಕಲಚಂಜಿ ಕಿ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಗೌರ ಭಕ್ತ ಬೃಂದ ಕಿ ಜಾಯ್ ನಿಟಾಯ್ ಗೌರ ಭಿಮಾನಂದೆ ಹರಿ ಹರಿ ಬೋ ಸೊ ವಿ ಲೈವ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರೀಮಿಂಗ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪ್ರೋಗ್ರಾಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಿ ವಿಲ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಅಲಾವ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಟು ಆಸ್ಕ್ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ಸ್ ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಚಂದ್ರಪ್ರಭು ಇಸ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಹೂ ವಿಲ್ ಟೇಕ್ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ಸ್ ಆನ್ಲೈನ್ ದಟ್ ಎನಿ ಬಾಡಿ ಮೈಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಐ ಸೈ ಸಮ್ ವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಚಂದ್ರಪ್ರಭು ವುಡ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಲೈಕ್ ಟು ಸೇ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಸೊ ಹಿ ವಿಲ್ ಸ್ಪೀಕ್ and then we will take questions and anyone can ask questions or make any statement that you like to make and we will uh try to answer the questions as much as possible some things will come later some things we can say right now so i'm just going to go word for word here and you please repeat after me na there is not eha in this yoga abhikrama in endeavoring nashaha loss asti there is pratyavayah diminution na neva vidyate there is sualpam a little api although asya of this dharmasya occupation trayate releases mahataha from very great bhayat danger so this is a verse from uh, chapter 2 of the bhagavad gita as we know chapter 2 of the bhagavad gita is actually a summary of the whole bhagavad gita krishna when he was on the battlefield of kurukshetra had a limited amount of time to advise arjuna what to do faced with the uh, greatest of dangers that he was faced with with so many millions of soldiers lined up on both sides of the battlefield uh, there was going to be utter devastation and so here we can see also there's a bit of a parallel a lot of people think there's going to be utter devastation a lot of people are going to die a lot of people are going to get sick a lot of people will lose their jobs uh people will not be able to pay their rent food this that and the other a lot of anxieties are there right now in the minds of people so it's a type of a devastation that's happening at the present time in some countries it's a little more clear in some countries it's less clear in america it's becoming more clear to us that there is a type of situation like that so arjuna was faced with the same situation everyone on the battlefield was faced with the same situation in the battle of kurukshetra and so krishna made a presentation at that time he spoke to arjuna the words that we now know as the bhagavad gita and when he speaks 
Krishna is very intelligent how he presents anything. So first, uh, it's laid out what was happening on the battlefield, uh, which is chapter 1, and immediately in chapter 2, Krishna speaks the whole Bhagavad Gita in summary form. He will do it again one more time in chapter 18, when he will actually speak the same things that he spoke earlier, but now with more gravity, like more deep, more conclusion type situation. So here, this is text number 40, which I think applies to this situation, that's why I chose verse number 30, 40. Just, just uh, text number 40 says, Neha bikrama nasurasti pratyavayo navidyati swapam apyasya dharmasya tayate mehetu bhayad. Please repeat after me. In this endeavor, there is no loss or diminution. And a little advancement on this path can protect one from the most dangerous type of fear. So this verse again, the translation by Srila Prabhupada Ki Jayat. In this endeavor, there is no loss or diminution. And a little advancement on this path can protect one from the most dangerous type of fear, purported by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Activity in Krishna consciousness or acting for the benefit of Krishna without expectation of sense gratification is the highest transcendental quality of work. Even a small beginning of such activity finds no impediment nor can the small beginning be lost at any stage. Any work begun on the material plane has to be completed, otherwise the whole attempt becomes a failure. But any work begun in Krishna consciousness has a permanent effect even though not finished. The performer of such work is therefore not at loss even if his work in Krishna consciousness is incomplete. 1% 1% done in Krishna consciousness bears permanent results so that the next beginning is from the point of 2%. Whereas in material activity, without 100% success, there is no profit. Ajamil performed his duty in some percentage of Krishna consciousness, but the result he enjoyed at the end was a 100% by the grace of the Lord. There is this nice verse in this connection, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 5, Text 17. Tekvas dharman charanam bhujam harer bhajan apakvotha patet tato yadi yatra kwa vabhadram abhud amusyaking ko vart apto abhajatam svadharmataha. Quote, if someone gives up his occupational duties and works in Krishna consciousness, and then falls down on account of not completing his work, what loss is there on his part? And what can one gain if one performs his material activities perfectly? Or, as the Christians say, quote, what, profit, what profiteth a man if he gains the whole world, yet suffer the loss of his internal soul? Close quotes. Material activities and their results end with the body. But work in Krishna consciousness carries a person again to Krishna consciousness, even after the loss of the body. At least one is sure to have a chance in the next life of being born again as a human being, either in the family of a great cultured brahmana or in a rich 
aristocratic family that will give one a further chance for elevation. That is the unique quality of work done in Krishna consciousness. Namam Vishnupadaya, Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale, Srimate Tamal Krishna Goswam Namne, Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya, Chakshurum Litamina Tasme Shri Gurude Namah. Hare Krishna. So, um, we are very fortunate that Srila Prabhupada came to the West and established this system of Krishna consciousness, even in India, established it in a way that everyone can participate, even who might be considered the most qualified. Just like in the Vedas, it is said that the best devotee of all is Lord Shiva. Why is Lord Shiva considered the best devotee of all in the material world? Overall, the best devotee is called is Haridas Varyo, that is uh, uh, Giriraj. But in the material world, Lord Shiva is known as the top Vaishnava, the leading Vaishnava. Vaishnavas are devotees of Krishna. They're given the name Vaishnava because they are devotees of Krishna, who is the original Vishnu, and therefore Vaishnava, like that. And so the reason he is considered the best amongst the devotees, in fact so powerful that he is also worshipped as the Lord himself. And at one point in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Srila uh, Prabhupada in the purport, and that's actually Krishna speaking, describes Lord Shiva as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, uh, right to that point. Why is Lord Shiva given that position? The answer given by the Acharyas is because Lord Shiva takes care of those persons who nobody else wants to be associated with. He takes care of the ghosts, the hobgoblins, uh, people who otherwise people think, uh, these are people we're going to stay away from, we're not going to touch them with an even 10 foot or 10 mile long pole. We're going to stay away from these people. Lord Shiva actually takes care of them. Now what is the principle here? Why does that please Krishna so much? It pleases Krishna because Krishna says many times in the Bhagavad Gita, in different ways, just so that we understand how much he loves each and every soul. One place in the uh, Bhagavad Gita that's not so well known, chapter 13, text 23, Krishna says he loves every one of the living entities so much, he comes in two forms. He comes as the super soul that's sitting in our hearts as Paramatma, and externally he comes as the instructions of the Bhagavad Gita. And who will give these instructions to us? It says in chapter 4, it's going to be the spiritual master. Tadvidi paripatena pariprashnena sevya opadekshyanti te jnanam jnanenas tatvadarshina. This tatvadarshi means one who has seen the supreme absolute truth and give it to somebody else. That person is considered tatvadarshi. But Krishna many times shows how much he loves everyone. Some of the verses he speaks to is he says, um, uh, uh, he, he says, Aham Pratapitaha. I am the seed-giving father of all living entities. Okay? Now we all know, those of us who are parents, how much we love our children. Actually, that your own children are most beloved to you. you know? That's how generally how this world works. My children are the best. And so if they are, I can do anything for my children, that's more important than doing it for other children like that. So Krishna is saying, each and every one of us is his child. And then he also says that he is the best friend of all living entities. What is that verse? Uh, 
भोक्तराम जगे तपसाम सर्वलोक महेश्वरम सुहृदम सर्वभूतिनाम सुहृदम सर्वभूतनाम दिस वर्ड सुहृद मीन्स द ग्रेटेस्ट लवर रिद मीन्स वन हू लवस विथ ऑल ऑफ हिस हार्ट दैट विद ऑल ऑफ हिस हार्ट कॉल रिद एंड सुहृद मीन्स द टॉप मोस्ट ऑफ ऑफ दोज पर्सनस नो बॉडी लवस अस मोर दैन कृष्ण इनफैक्ट वी डोंट लव आवर सर्वस एज मच एज कृष्ण लवस अस दैट्स हाउ मच कृष्ण लवस अस वी कॉन्ट इमेजिन दैट बट इट्स एक्चुअली द ट्रूथ We have no idea how much Krishna loves us, but He loves us so much more than the whole creation can love us, like that. At other places, He says, "Mamayvam shajiva loka, jiva bhuta sanatana." That every one is my part and parcel. Every living entity is my part and parcel. So you can see how Krishna is using all different strategies to make us understand how much He loves each and every one of us. Okay. At another place, uh, He speaks about. Um, how uh everyone emanates from him there's one more verse that actually uh he talks about uh one is parent one is lover one is part and parcel of course one in the vedas it's described jivera swarupa hoy nitera krishna das means he's saying that every living entity is my servant this is krishna's point and what type of servant just like united states has a Uh, a secretary of state and is considered the servant of the united states from the secretary the secretary is considered the servant of the boss right the secretary of state of the united states is a servant of the united states of america now we know when that secretary of state goes to other countries he is treated like kings and queens are treated in other countries he is not just an ordinary servant he is considered a very elevated servant in our scriptures hanuman is considered such a person He is a servant of Lord Ram, but he is such a powerful servant. We have temples for him in this world that worship Hanuman and call him Lord Hanuman. He doesn't like to call himself Lord Hanuman, by the way. He considers himself a very menial servant of Sita and Ram. But we see him like that, and we know how powerful he is. He's a very powerful person. He burnt the whole Lanka down single-handedly. This is how powerful a servant he is. So it is. It depends on who are you, the servant of, that tells us. how powerful each person is right and krishna is saying i accept all living entities as my servant which means we're like raised to a very high elevated position by krishna like that right so actually every person is actually related to krishna very very intimately and dearly but what we do in this world is we tend to discriminate we tend to say oh rich people are more important than poor people educated people are more important than uneducated healthy people are more important than unhealthy people you know white people are more important than black people and all these types of things that happen this world black people are more important than white people you know it depends on where you are it just depends where you are i mean i know i come from india my parents come from i come from fiji my parents come from india in gujarat you know the gujaratis are very very discriminatory everybody is like fourth class they're the only ones who are first class they even say krishna is gujarati you know that's how far they go with this so this is nature this is natural nature this is what we do in the material world but krishna doesn't do that krishna loves all of his children for those who have more than one child we know we love all our children we just don't love one child if we have five children love four and not love one we love every one of them and who do we spend most time with in the children the ones who are the naughtiest the ones who have the most difficulties in their character we tend to spend more time with them right because we embrace them love them and with our love we hope that they will come out 
of their difficulty and become normalized and be happy. Because we know that the difficulties that they're creating in their lives, the, uh, the, the, the character issues that they're having are going to cause unhappiness to them. Krishna is exactly the same. Krishna actually spends more time, for, wants to spend more time for those who are having more difficulties. Therefore, when Krishna is at his best, how does he come in this world? When Krishna is at his best, he comes as Goranga Mahaprabhu, right? That's Krishna at his best. When Krishna's love overflows him, he becomes Goranga. His skin color changes to golden color because the love inside, the internal love that he has inside, has the color that Radharani has. Why Radharani has the color is the color of Ladini Shakti that's inside of Krishna. So when Krishna's love overflows him, his skin color changes from bluish black to golden white. So he's known as Goranga, just like Radharani is known as Gorangi. So Krishna at his best, who does he come for? The most fallen. Think about it. At his best, he comes for the most fallen. What does that tell us about Krishna's heart? What does that tell us about Radharani's heart? That tells us they're bleeding for those children who are having difficulties in their lives. He's, they're definitely bleeding for us. And so when this type of opportunity arises where people are actually suffering, people are losing their minds. You know, I'm trying to keep abreast of it because we're required to, as those of us who are given, you know, states, certain states to look after. You know, I was only looking after five and they got another seven added to my list, so I'm now 12 states. So, you know, these states, we, all the issues that are going on finally come to me if they don't resolve on a local level. And so I sort of start care, stay ahead of them by trying to figure out what's happening so that I can be ready to give them advice and, 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 or show them who they can get the advice from like that. And so in keeping up with the situation, I am seeing that many Americans are losing their minds. They're worried about their jobs. They're worried about the rent that they're going to be paying. They're worried about their food. The shelves are emptying out there. People are buying. There's two boys who went out and bought 18,000 uh, Purells, you know, the uh, sanitizers. They bought 18,000 bottles. And their idea was that once there are no more bottles of, uh, you know, Sanitize available, they can jack the price up and then they make a killing, right? They bought the bottles at 10. Their hope was to sell them around $200 each. And so if you buy 18,000 bottles and you make a profit of $190 per bottle, you do the math, that's a few million dollars that you instantly made because of coronavirus. I mean, that's smart. That's businessmen. This is how businessmen work, okay? This is why Prabhupada said that the businessmen are the biggest crooks in the world. And the bigger the businessman, the bigger the crook. Businessmen don't like to hear that, but it remains a fact. I come from a business family, I know it's a fact. You see what I'm saying? Because according to the Vedas, the way business is supposed to work is you're supposed to charge only maximum double your price for profit. You can't do more. And you know, the most powerful businessmen in the world, people like Bill Gates says, I will not sell anything under 100 times. So the rest of the times that he charged above that, according to the Vedas, he has to come back in his future lives and repay that to the people he took from. And that's not a very good deal to come back to this world again and become poor and pay back people with your hours of work and hours of labor. You know, that type of thing. But that's what's happening in this world. So why do these people do these things? And then, you know, obviously the rest of the people who need those sanitizers now can't get the sanitizers. Even hospitals are having difficulty getting sanitizers. Our temple was told by the mayor to please put sanitizers at different locations in the temple. But finding the sanitizers is a big job. 
You see what I'm saying? To put it the other places in, in the temple. And you know, shelves are being wiped out with so many things like water, except I heard Dasani. For some reason, nobody likes to buy Dasani. So all the water is flying off the shelves except Dasani. I don't know what is up with That's Dasani. Fiji water. Yeah, Fiji water nobody's buying? Yeah, with the sands and all the water is gone except the Fiji water. And the Dasani. Or it's gone too. Fiji water is the last one. Ah, there you go. You know, considered good water, but maybe it's too expensive, whatever. But the point is that, you know, things are flying off the shelves and people can't get food that they want to buy, uh, clothing, this, that, and the other. So many things going wrong, right? So the point is that this is the time when people can get this message that if we do a little practice of Krishna consciousness, then we can save ourselves from the greatest danger. What is the greatest danger? The greatest danger is to actually survive in the material world. Because the material world is said to be a place of Dukhalaya and Asashvatam. It is a place of misery and instability. And we can see that, right? The economy was so stable, they said that this is the longest bull economy. Bull meaning uh, the economy gets better and better. It's called a bull economy. And a bear economy is where it sort of goes down, that's the bull and the bear. And so when the bulls are in, then the economy expands. When the bears come in, the, the economy contracts like that, right? So they said this, the biggest bull run in the history of the world had happened. And then came coronavirus. And that's causing the economies to tank now. You know, the, all, all, all the economies in the world are tanking. You see what I'm saying? Now, obviously, when they tank, we can just say they tank, but it has amazing consequences on people. People lose jobs, you know, they don't have money to pay for uh, basics like food, this, that, and the other. Fortunately, just recently, the American Congress passed a piece of legislation to protect the employees from employers who are going to lay them off because the employers are not making money. So, obviously, what can the employer do, right? Or the employer is trying to protect their money, and they really don't care about the employees, if you really think about it. If you're thinking, you know, your boss loves you, I have a bridge to sell you. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not what happens in this world. Bosses love us until it makes profit for them. If it makes a loss for them, they're not going to love you. You see what I'm saying? So it's not real love. And so the idea is that uh, there's a lot of anxiety happening and the mental hospitals are now uh, overflowing with people coming in and asking for help uh, because they're getting very anxious, high anxiety. The anxiety drugs prices are going up because the demand for anxiety drugs is increasing. You see what I'm saying? Um, psychologists are having a wonderful field day right now. They, you know, they're, they're, their businesses are filling up. A lot of people are going to psychologists. You know, how do I solve my problem? Can I do this? They don't have friends. They say that in the whole world, America has the highest... Uh, number of people who don't have friends, percentage-wise, in population. America is on the top on the list of no friends in my, in my life. Uh, can you imagine that? I mean, I can't even imagine us being without friends. I mean, we have so many friends. Our problem is we might have too many friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not that we do have that problem, but I'm saying some people may feel, I want to shut off some of my friends, you know? You know don't keep them on my Facebook page <laughs> because I've got too many friends or something. Too many people like me, you know, that type of stuff. So really, this verse actually tells us that if people perform anything that is Krishna conscious, even the slightest beginning is most powerful because it guarantees them elevation, not only in the next life, but even in this life. 
I often ask those who are devotees, how many of you would give up your devotion if someone gave you $10 billion? Now, I don't see any devotees' hands going up. Honestly, I think some of us will take the $10 billion if it really happened. But the point is, at least theoretically, nobody puts their hand up. Nobody thinks that Krishna consciousness is worth $10 billion. They think it's worth a lot more than that. In fact, it's priceless. This is what people feel about Krishna consciousness. So why? It's because we've experienced something in Krishna consciousness. The bliss of chanting, the bliss of kirtan, the bliss of prasadam, the bliss of association, the bliss of the philosophy, the bliss of our charya, the bliss of the deities. We have like an unlimited list of bliss items. We're probably blissed out a lot of times. You know, it just happens like that. So, but this is not what others are facing in the world. This is not their experience. And so basically at this time, as devotees, there are certain things that we should do. Number one, please take care of your own health. Don't take it for granted that, you know, because I'm Krishna's devotee, nothing is going to happen to me. Anything can happen to anybody. We already lost two devotees uh, to, to coronavirus in this world, you know, and we may lose more. You see what I'm saying? So the point is, don't... Please take care of yourself, Prabhupada, actually self, a healthy life of self-preservation. And one time when Tamal Krishna Maharaj asked him, what is the most important thing to do? His answer was, save yourself. Meaning two things. One is, live a self, uh, healthy life of self-preservation. And secondly, be Krishna conscious. Save yourself. Be Krishna conscious. Whatever it takes, whether you like chanting, reading, whatever you like, do it, be Krishna conscious. Second thing is this, that because this thing may go for longer than we're thinking, we're all hoping this is going to happen and finish quickly, but it may not. There are people out there who are saying this may go on for a minimum of nine months. You know, some are saying six months, some are saying three months. Nobody knows, honestly speaking, what's going to happen. But prepare for the worst, for the long haul. Prepare for the long haul. And so as a temple, we're deciding that we're cutting down the resources that we're spending. We need to preserve our resources. I do not want to go to devotees and ask for money to run the temple. Because devotees need their own money. You need your monies. All the families need to take care of yourselves in a way for the long haul because you don't know how long this is going to last. And so please take care of yourselves. And in that, just like the temple is going to cut down on the resources, in home, cut down your resources as well. Spend less. Spend less on food. Eat less. Prabhupada said our problem is we eat too much. You know, eat less. Now that we're home doesn't mean you binge eat you know, all day long. Instead of because you're at work, you don't have to can't eat. But at home, you can. If you're sitting at home, you feel like maybe I have some of this and some of that. Next thing you know is, you know, you really added weight and you've become, uh, uh, you know, unhealthy. Don't do that. Cut down your uh, in resource intake. You will need it to last longer. Number three, we know that this verse says, please, if people can become a little more Krishna conscious, it'll help them. Figure out smart ways to reach out to people. On your Facebook page, put messages out like this. In, in interest people to say, just take the name of Goranga. Just take the name of Lord Nityananda. Just chant Hare Krishna. These types of things. Just get one of these books. And if you have the capacity, send them a book. Send them. Let's give the books out. Get the books out there so people can actually read these books. Prabhupada said, there is, this is the most powerful Brihad Vridanga. If we can get these literatures out there. So whatever simple way you can do it, one of the things that we will be suggesting, we just had a meeting for an hour before the program started here, and many ideas were given, and we're going to put up a, a, a forum where more ideas can be received from everybody, 
And, and, and anybody and everybody can take, run with any of those ideas. But simple things like in your home, because they've been, the, the most important thing in this situation is we've been told social distancing. Don't hang out with other people unless you have to, because it causes this crossover to happen. So basically, some people in their homes will only have family members, three members, four members family get together, spend five minutes each reading the Bhagavatam together, Srimad Bhagavatam. It is a very powerful method of benefiting the world. Sit down and chant together. You know, things like that. Do some simple things, kirtan together. At the temple, we'll allow small groups. The mayor has said nothing, ten and over. That's what he's saying. Ten and over, please don't congregate with more than ten. Now in this one, we didn't congregate with more than 10, but we said, this is the Sunday, we'll do that, and then we'll see what happens during the week. But whatever small number we will allow, the idea is, he just says, don't engage with 10 or more <clears throat> at one time. So what we're going to do is create a kirtan program here that can run like for 8 hours or 12 hours with 10 or less people any one hour. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, we can just do 10 people, and then kirtan for 120 people in 12 hours or 80 people in 8 hours, you know, or whatever you want to uh, double up, come back again later or something like that, that's fine. But the idea is we want to keep the kirtans going, we want to keep these talks from Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita going so that people can hear, we'll keep it live so people can see the deities, they can have darshan of the deities, they can see the kirtan, they can dance in their home like they do with these... Uh, TV programs where they do exercises, right? You know, they do the exercise somewhere and everybody in the home is dancing, doing the exercise and, you know, staying fit like that. What do they call them? They call them some nice names. Uh, uh, some famous on Zumba or something like that, right? It's some, you know, there's some famous ones out there. So we're going to do our own spiritual Zumbas, you know what I mean? Tell people, look, we're doing kirtan in the home, in the temple. You please put the TV on in your home. And by the way, now you can live stream on TV. Watch us dancing here, and you dance. And when I'm not here, I can dance also watching TV outside in, the, in, the, in my house. Everybody can dance and sing along, you know what I mean? But do kirtan. It is the most powerful thing that can happen, you know? Actually, Prabhupada said it was kirtan that saved uh, uh, Kolkata at one time. This thing happened in Kolkata, where people were dying left, right, and center because of a plague that was going around. And <clears throat> they all decided to go every street corner and do kirtan. And people joined in. It's amazing how many people join in when there are problems. You know? People feel like, I want to find some answer here. They're looking for solutions. And we have the solutions. So, you know, we'll go out in the streets as well. Five, ten of us can go out anytime on the street, anytime we want to. Nobody stops us. And we're not going to need any temple approval or anything like that. Just go out. Get a, a few mandangas, get a few pairs of kirtals. Go out there and and do kirtan on the street, you will kill the virus. It'll actually kill the virus. Now, nobody's going to believe that, I know that. And, you know, people are going to criticize me for saying that. But the fact is, that's what it does. The virus, according to the Vedas, is actually a demon. It's a sinful reaction. A sinful reaction. That's why the demon is born. And that demon is coming to give us the nice things we loved from that sinful reaction. We, we asked for it, and you're going to get it for doing the sins. Everything is personal. You know, it's not like, you know, the uh, cyclone is a cyclone. It's a person. It's actually a demon. The demon is born based on our requests. We can request good things and good things will happen. We request bad things, bad things. How do we do that? By our actions. If we do good actions, good things come. Bad actions, bad things come. Bad people come.
you know. So, uh, so this is another thing. If we can somehow the other reach. Now this comes to the final point, the point that I wanted to make about Lord Shiva. Please understand, those who are suffering out there who have nothing to do with Krishna consciousness, have nothing to do with God or whatever, they are still children of Krishna. If we can reach to those people who nobody wants to deal with, Krishna will become happy. His culture will become the happiest with us. I am right now of the realization COVID-19 was created by him. He wants to give us an opportunity. Think about this very seriously. In 1999, we were hit by a lawsuit, a really nasty lawsuit for child abuse. Okay? We won that case, I remember, because it was my birthday that the judge gave us a judgment on 28th September 1999. He gave a judgment and he said the Hare Krishnas are not liable. Then they started another case, a second case, in a different way, by Turley. That case was such that the judge was a friend of Turley's, and so the judge said, yeah, I'm going to have this case happen. Jai Shishi Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai. So, and you might think, how do I know all this? It's because the judge's uh, secretary happened to be one of, our, one of the people that we know very well, I'm not going to name him. But anyway, so what happened was, Hare Krishna's at that time, I remember, we couldn't pay our bills. So the electricity bill for this month, we're going to pay it next month. This month's electricity bill, we are talking to the electrical company and saying, please, can we pay it, you know, slowly. So we're always in areas for everything, you know, at that time. And now we hit by this lawsuit. So there's hundreds of thousands of dollars of legal expenses, this, that, and the other, right? So how do we actually resolve this? So basically what happened was, that the Hare Krishnas became good at fundraising. They decided, we're going to learn how to do fundraising here because we're not going to survive. The temples are going to get sold. And after that, what happened was, since then, the Hare Krishnas have become good at fundraising. <laughs> and now all temples have some money in their bank accounts. Before it used to be, we were always in debt. Now we have some money in our bank accounts. You see what I'm saying? So similarly, this thing is happening so that we can now develop a program of how to reach out to others and serve them in their, in their lives so they'll become Krishna conscious. They don't have to come to the temple, let's do it outside. Right now we can't do it in the temple because of the restrictions, so we're going to be forced to go outside the temple. Let's go outside the temples and reach out, individually and collectively. Individually we can do it. How? Give books out, speak to people, be a little encouraging to people. You know, one of the biggest things that Americans complain about, nobody smiles at me. Everybody's you know, like, very tough with me. You know what I mean? They don't have real friends. You smile at them, they'll think either you're crazy or you're a really nice person. You know, because obviously those who are mentally not very secure smile all the time, right? So, you know, so, you know they might think that maybe you're one of those, but sooner or later they're going to realize you're not. You're actually a very sober person. You can help. You're not just being nice to people. And please, think about giving them a small book or giving some prashadam to them. You know, they will appreciate it. They will really, really appreciate it. And collectively, we can do even more things. So get together with some of your friends. Figure out, like you youth are very smart people. Get together. Figure it out. What are you going to do to reach out to other people? And by the way, the other youth out there are having a lot of problems. They're having so many problems, they say the highest suicide rate in the world amongst the youth is happening in the United States. It's happening in the United States. So, you know, our children are looking for love. So, you know, who's better than youth to reach out to the youth? Because youth can understand. The oldest reach out, they might think, who knows what this guy's up to, right? But youth reach out, they feel like these are my friends. They want to be friends with us. 
You see what I'm saying? And we're here to support you. If you need any help, anything, we're here. We can support. That's what we want to do. So that is a very important thing for us to do. And nothing will please Krishna more than if we reach out to others and touch them in a way that gives them some assurance in their life, gives them some feeling of value, some feeling that somebody loves me, you know, somebody cares about me, like that. And do it in a Krishna conscious way, be Krishna conscious, give out Krishna consciousness, like that. And then one of the other things that will happen, is the final thing I'm going to say, is that there are going to be rules that are going to come out that none of us are going to like. Some of them are going to be made by uh, the federal uh, authorities, some by the county authorities, some by the city authorities, and some by the temple authorities, you know? And we may not like those rules so much. But they're being done with the thought in mind, we need to survive this situation so that by the, by the time uh, we're out of this situation, we're actually better off. Just like when he came out of the situation in the lawsuit, we were better off. Every temple was better off after that. So we're going to be better off after this. But to be better off after this, we have to become better in this situation. And to become better in this situation, we have to not think about what are the problems so much that this uh, virus is creating, but what are the opportunities this virus is creating. If we stay focused on the opportunities, it is said in our scriptures, particularly in chapter 10 of the Srimad Bhagavatam, that the gopis did not feel the heat of summer because they had so much love for Krishna. They were so focused on Krishna, they, didn't, they forgot the heat of summer. And if you know Vrindavan, the heat of summer is not easy. For those of us who have been to Vrindavan in summer, we know how difficult it is you know, in summer. And they were ready to take that heat because there was so much in love with Krishna. So if we focus our minds on these positive things, then the negative things won't bother us so much. You know? I'm going to stop there. Uh, and I'm going to ask Chaitanya Chandra Prabhu to say something. And then we'll open it up to questions. Uh, who is on Facebook here? Because there'll be people who ask questions on Facebook so that we can actually... Uh... Oh, you got the other mic. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Prabhu. Turn it up a little bit. Can you hear? Put the, put the volume up higher. Thank you very much for speaking about all the different subjects uh, and the Bhagavad Gita. You've covered so many things that a lot of the things I was going to say you've already covered. But um, just for the devotees, I was thinking that when Krishna himself comes, he was attacked by unlimited demoniac people who were trying to kill him. Some of those persons were kind of venomous, like Agasura was a snake, so he was venomous. Uh, Putana had poison that she was trying to kill Krishna with. The airborne one was Trinavarta. So Krishna's pastimes are meant to relieve us of fear by seeing how powerful Krishna is in the way he deals with these adversaries who have unlimited powers. It's always like that. Uh, In the different yugas, Lord Ram had to kill Ravana and Kumbhakarna who were unlimitedly powerful. 
Haranyaksha uh, and Hiranyakashipu were killed there had unlimited power throughout the whole universe. The Lord has always given shelter to all living beings and He wants all living beings to be peaceful and those things which cause the living entities to be in anxiety, we can, at least on our own parts, by hearing about Krishna's pastimes in this way, Krishna book and the Bhagavatam, the Bhagavatam promises that if we hear it regularly, it will dispel all the trouble in our hearts. So here's, here's a very uh, like good time to try that out, to prove Krishna right. <laughs> that this is the most stressful time I think we've ever had in America yes. in a long time, right? Yes. Maybe since the world wars. This is like really stressing everybody out. Big time. So Krishna, I mean, Lord Chaitanya explains that all of his potencies are in his holy name. Yes. And for instance, here, we may think that this vibration is only here in the room. But I remember years ago in the restaurant, maybe late 90s or early, excuse me, late 80s or early 90s, one customer came in. This one lady, she goes, wow, you guys have the most powerful kind of advertising I've ever experienced. <laughs> I was like, well, what do you mean? She goes, I was driving out on 30, and I could feel the energy coming from it. I turned my head and saw the temple, so I got off the highway, and she found it. And she goes, I could feel the power coming from your temple, from the highway. I was like, wow, this lady's really receptive. But the fact is true that we know that, those, that the spiritual potency of Hare Krishna doesn't stop in these walls. It continually goes out. So you're right, Prabhupada said they, they did Harinam in Calcutta. And for so many different calamities, we take shelter of the holy names. This is the incarnation of Krishna for this age. So all the devotees should increase their kirtan around the world and us here at home and try, like you were saying, vibrating the Bhagavatam out loud in the house. Vibrate it onto Facebook Live. (laughs) Spend some of our time, instead of being in anxiety, doing that which relieves us from the anxiety, which is chanting Hare Krishna and and, uh, hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam distributing prasadam. It was interesting what you were saying because everybody who's been shopping realizes there's nothing on the shelves in a lot of different places. And uh, so we may also think about possibly, since if we're not going to have as much food for life here and there, maybe we can at least keep track of our own to see if anybody runs out of food and help feed our congregation at least, you know what I mean? Yes. What to speak of anybody else. Yes. But you covered so many wonderful topics that I, 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 was, I can't say too many things. But no, thank you. Thank you. Really I just wanted it. to reiterate the potency of the holy name and of Krishna's pastimes. Thank you. And, uh, thank you. It's interesting, right? Yeah. If it's going to go on for this many months, what kind of a reaction is that? Because right. we've all been, for so many years, we've all wondered... What's going to happen to the world because of all the animal slaughter? What's going to be the big reaction? This is something that could be part of that. We don't know. Absolutely. I mean, I don't want to say it in public, but I'm just saying, you know, we've always known that, that 
we're not going to get off scot-free for all the sins we're committing in society, for all the negative activity and the non-spiritual activity. We're not going to get away with it scot-free. Something's going to give. Something's going to happen. Absolutely. And all it takes is something like this. That's right. It's like every civilization in the world, if you think back, most of them were stopped by some disease. Yes. Some huge disease came and wiped everybody out. You never know. <laughs> so we have to think back to history and think, oh my gosh, these things have happened time and time again. again so yes. not that this, that's what's happening now, but we have to prepare for that. Anyway, I don't want to say any more. Thank no, you very thank much. thank you very much. Uh, it reminded me of uh, Lord Chaitanya's Mahaprakash Leela, in which Lord Chaitanya took the form of Krishna and was sitting on the altar, and the devotees were coming one by one and offering him obeisances, and he would remind them, did you remember when you were a five-year-old and you did this? I really loved it when you did it. And the devotees thought, wow, I, I, did, I, I forgot I did it when I was a five-year-old. Krishna can see everything we're doing in our Krishna consciousness. He can see it. And when we meet him in the spiritual world, he's going to remind us. You remember one time uh, the coronavirus happened and you guys were in the temple room and you were dancing and you were singing. He said, I really appreciated it. I want you to know I really appreciate it. And you'll think, wow, you remember that? Well, we forgot about it because, you know, 20 years from now, we're going to forget this, right, for those who are going to live 20 years. I mean, I'm not, but, you know, some of you are going to live more than 20 years. So, you know, in 20 years, you're going to forget this, right? You're going to think, oh, it's, some, it's just a small thing in the past that happened, a blip in the past, not so important. But Krishna, it's very important. Every small thing we do, he really, and especially our deities are like that. So thank you very much for doing this, Kirtan. You know, we really appreciate it. Keep it up, keep it going. And if you'd like to say something or ask any question or anything, Please, this is your Mother Vrindapriya, you want to say something? No? Uh, Mother Lati, no? Prabhuji, you want to say something? You're taking camera, please. After he speaks, then he, you can say something. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna I, I just Prabhu. missed the point you said, at a certain point we got good at fundraising, and then my, the audio cut out. I was oh, the saying. audio cut out. So basically I was saying that this is an, a similar opportunity for us to learn how to build relationships with people and become good at relating with people nicely, you know? Because fundraising is good, but friend-raising is even better, right? Friend-raising is more powerful. So this is the friend-raising time as I see it. This is the time when we can reach out to people and become really close friends with some nice people out there who otherwise would never have come to Krishna consciousness. Of course, make sure within the family we have a lot of love within our own family of Krishna conscious devotees. But for those who are not so Krishna conscious in the sense that they don't know about it, they are Krishna conscious innately, but they just don't know about it. It's not manifested yet. Our reaching out to them will create a different level of outreach and Krishna consciousness as a result of this problem. That's what I was yeah, saying. On uh, book distribution, I found how just using the current situation, more books are going out. There you so go. People are in more anxiety, more yes. stress. Suddenly there's a... a a more significant interest. interest. And you can see, actually people are going to sooner or later realize this is actually Krishna's arrangement for us. It's absolutely Krishna's arrangement. And because I have never seen people more receptive than they are now outside. It's amazing. I mean, I get calls from people. Can you please help come and do this? Can you please do this? Can you tell us this? Because I've been doing some work like this in the past, so people you know, have heard from others, but they were not calling me the way they're calling now, suddenly, you know? It's a lot of interest is there. And, you know, any devotee who goes out and says, I'm a Hare Krishna, they're going to hug you. Not, you shouldn't be hugging anybody. At this time, they're saying, don't hug, don't shake hands. Things like that. But they'll love you to death. 
that you came to them and said anything to them, you know, and met them, especially if you took a book out, gave them a nice book to read, and just encouraged them in their life. You're a child of Krishna. The Lord really loves you. Please read this, and if there's anything we can do for you, let us know. I have people who are not into Hare Krishna telling me, if you Hare Krishnas want to do any service for people like buying groceries, uh, taking groceries to people's homes, buying medication, sending medication to people's homes, we will support you. And they're not in the Hare Krishna movement, but they're saying we're ready to support the Hare Krishnas. Because they feel we are organized. Some of us internally feel we're not organized. <laughs> But people outside feel, you guys are very organized. We don't see any other church where people from all different cultures come to one place. Most churches are segregated. You know, there's a church for Korean people, there's a church for Japanese people, there's a church for, you know, all the different groups like that, right, out there. But Hare Krishna, there's no church for Korean people. Koreans have to come to the same church, the Indians or the Chinese or the Americans or the Russians or the Martians or the Venusians or whoever comes to come to the temple. You know what I mean? They only come to one place. There's only one temple around, you know? So you all got to come to the same place, right? They think, how do you do that? How do you make all these cultures work together? This is so hard. Can't even make it work inside our own culture. How do you make it, cult- make it work cross-culturally like this? You see what I'm saying? So they have a lot of regard for us. We don't think much of ourselves, which is good. Stay humble. But people outside love us, you know? So please do reach out like that. Uh, yes, and go ahead. One other question, but sure. only if there's time. It's sure. a s- slight variation of the topic, but sure. if you prefer to take someone else. I think I'll take someone's question, then I'll come back to you. We will continue this as long as you want to stay, and people will hear outside as long as we're here, because there's nothing happening after this. There's no prashadam, there's no... Yeah, please, he wanted to say something. You want to say something? Yeah, please, go ahead. Stand in front of the mic so you can see yourself. And... Oh no, I don't. Want no, that. you should. You should. We want that. We want that. So um, please. It's not so much that I wanted to say something, but uh, since you asked, I want to just take the opportunity to say that um, I'm very grateful and thankful to be here with you all. Thank you. I'm from El Paso, Texas, Juarez area, on the border of uh, El Paso, uh, Texas, and Mexico. And I came down here with uh, my friend Chatanya. Oh, nice. I was mentor. wondering whether you knew him or not. <laughs> yeah, he's a mentor, and I, nice. and I uh, Excellent. look up with him, and I came to do You've some service. You've got a great mentor. Nice mentor. Yes, I came to do some service with him, um, some nice. of the parades and the festivals that were here. That makes you a great and, mentee. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, this tragedy happened, and it's going on, and, you know, I had a different mindset of coming down here and doing some service and working and trying to do what I could do with... Um, you know, my God-given blessings to spread Krishna conscious and, right. and all this um, love and wisdom that comes with it all. And just seeing, you know, slowly how things have changed with cancellations and then being out shopping and seeing how it's affecting everybody, um, not just in, um, in person, but also on social media and the news and stuff. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm... I've been here before, and I have some friends here, but I don't have my biological family here. And, um, you know, I just wonder how they are, where I should be at these times, and if things do get worse. But I have to say that um, your community has been very, very loving, and it feels like a family here, and everyone's been treating me really well. It's a great example for the rest of the world. And um, I, uh, although I do, you know, um, long to see my biological family, I I haven't felt... uh, you know, without them being that right. the, the wonderful people here have been so good to me. 
And it's been nice to be in Dallas. Um, I'm falling in love with it. And nice. I was thinking even before this happened, I'm, I would love to stay here. And I kind of don't, don't have a choice now. I'm kind of waiting because, you know, um, transportation, flying and buses and all that's a little yeah, yeah. more hazardous. Um, but I'm being loved and, and I love the family that's starting to evolve and, and to grow in my life. And um, I get Maha Prasad like every day, so I'm even more blessed than I was where I was before. And there's always good things in, in everything. You know, if you see Krishna in everyone and everything, and um, you look to, to be enlightened within the lessons, you could look at something positively negative or neutral, and you could learn from it, but you could also apply it. And I think it's just a great time to, to be an example right. and to try to be a devotee about it all. And I'm just very grateful to you all. Thank you. Nice. And I love you all. Thank you, thank you. That's really very nice. That's very nice. We pray that uh, your biological family is fine, everything's fine with them, and that you have a very nice meeting with them as well. And please tell them that we love them also, also very much. Although we don't know them, we hope to meet them one day and also associate with them like we associate with you. Thank you. In regards to El Paso and Nico, yes. a few months ago there was a tragic shooting at the Walmart. There was oh, yes, 20, I that. Yeah. two or three people yes, yes. died and many, many else, many more were injured. Yeah. So what happened is, is, of course, that community in El Paso and so many communities within El Paso have come together, uh, kind of united to uh, be more of a community. Nice. So it made me think that the same thing is going to happen here on right. some level. Right. right now we're being separated Right, but it's going to cause us to come closer. Nice, to, good point. Uh, hopefully, good we point. can good point figure that out, <laughs> so we can uh, actually accomplish something. Because this is yes. another thing that we've always meditated on over the years was when different calamities happen. Of course, we want to take shelter of Krishna, yes. but it's like he was saying: the books are going out more, and it's more opportunity to do more different kinds of outreach. So right. while I'm here in town, if you need any help, let me know. Oh, absolutely. I'm You're a great resource a to us. You're an absolutely great resource. You know, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Actually, they say in every challenge there's an opportunity, and every opportunity there's a challenge. You know? So challenges and opportunities go together. Whenever you see a challenge, you should know there must be some opportunity there too. And every time you see an opportunity, you should know there's going to be challenges too. <laughs> so we see them as two sides of the same coin, and we'll walk through them like, you know, they're both side by side. We're fine with that. Day and night go together in a day. We're fine with that. Prabhuji, you had something else you wanted to ask? And anybody wants to leave at any time, don't feel shy, okay? Don't feel like you're offending us by going, because you've got things to do as well in your lives, and whatever you want to do, be happy. Just be happy, that's the main thing. <laughs> Krishna likes happy devotees. <laughs> yes, um, Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna. So, I'm for, I live in Chicago. Oh, nice. Nice being here in Texas. Windy city of Chicago. <laughs> um, my particular question is, this being uh, such a important place to His Holiness Tamal Krishna Maharaj, and I understood he took such uh, bold steps in preaching Christian conscious in the South. Yes. As I travel, primarily to a Christian country. So just on the point of how Christian conscious is unique, other, you were mentioning other churches, they don't have the, the type of unity that we exhibit. 
But um, philosophically, I, I'm trying to get a better grasp of how perhaps Maharaj would address Christian in terms of outreach. I see that our acharyas basically present the message according to the time, place, and circumstance and the audience. Yes. We see how Bhaktivinoda Thakur addressed the yes. academia, uh, scholars, and Bhaktisiddhanta and Prabhupada. Absolutely. And, I, and as an aspiring preacher myself, I do connect and meet a lot of Christians. I'm coming mm. from that background. Right. But I see how there's a gap that I feel as a society we may overlook and we just put them in a category and don't deal with them whereas there is some room to actually yes. so my question is just a little bit how did Maharaj how, how does he approach that was that related with the I know he'd studied and became SMU. a scholar at SMU is yes. that correlated and in your preaching how do you bridge the gap in such a, a faith based location here Basically, with uh, Maharaj, one of the things that he did was he also encouraged this our association with the interfaith uh, uh, group in Dallas. Dallas has a number of interfaith groups, the largest of which is known as Thanksgiving Square. And if you go to Thanksgiving Square, on the wall of all the people who they consider were the pioneers of Thanksgiving, you'll see his face there as well, Tamakrishna Goswami. And he would regularly visit with them, regularly invite them to this temple. And when he was on the planet, uh, there was a lady who looked after uh, Thanksgiving Square. Her name was Elizabeth Asperson. And she loved us so much, she would come to Sunday feast programs. Some of those who were here under the other Sunday feasts in, in the 80s and uh, late, late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s even. Um, she used to be here. And then, of course, she, another person took over. But when she was here, because of association with him, in terms of uh, him encouraging uh, a relationship with all different religious groups, he would say it's important for us to do that. And so uh, that's how he did it. Um, he did go to a few churches and speak in some churches. I remember going to one program at one of the Methodist churches here, where we did a program inside the Methodist church. Um, you know, you can imagine, right? I mean, that's unheard of, how you do it program, Hare Krishna program in a, in a church, you know, uh, especially those who are a little more born-again type people, right? So the thing is this, that um, the approach I have taken personally, which he advised, was that when you're dealing with Christians, encourage them in their Christianity, you know? And there are many things that our scriptures say that truly uh, uh, sort of uh, um, relate, you know, they make sense to the Christians, you know, the fact that we are monotheistic, for example, um, the fact that who you call Christ, who we call Krishna, the fact that there's one sun planet, and in America we say sun, but in, you know, in South America we say Solara, and then in, in India, China we say Ri, and America, India we say Surya. It would be wrong for me to say my Surya is real, but your sun is bogus, you know, it's fake. You know what I mean? It's not fake, it's the same planet. So... There is unity by understanding ultimately there is one ultimate God and the Christians do believe that. The Muslims also believe that. Uh, the Jews also believe that. There are so many groups out there that believe that. You know, So we don't go out with the idea please become Hare Krishna otherwise you're going to go to hell. That's not our message. Our message is please love God. Please build a relationship, a closer relationship with God. And, and do things 
for the love of God. Don't do it for any other reason. Don't do it because you're going to become rich and famous or your temple's going to become big, your, your church is going to become big, your congregation will be big, and you'll be known as the best pastor on the planet and this, that, and the other. Don't do it for those reasons. Do it instead for the love of Christ so that Christ will be happy. If Christ is happy, the whole creation will become happy. If Allah is happy, the whole creation will become happy. If Krishna is happy, the whole creation will become happy. See what I mean? So when the message goes out on that level, they don't have a problem with us. Even if we go in this dress, they don't have a problem. In fact, they sometimes even say, Father Nityananda to me, you know? I'm not a Father Nityananda. But that's what they say. I went to a, a, a Muslim mosque, and they called me Mulvi Nityananda. Now Mulvi, I'm not a Mulvi. You see what I'm saying? And, and Muslims don't like Hindus. But you know, they didn't see me as a Hindu. They saw me as a Muslim in a different dress. Because I praised Allah, you know? And I just, every time I was thinking of Krishna, I just said Allah. That's all. And, you know, if you just say that to people, people will accept it. They don't have a problem with that. They love Allah. So if you, the more you speak about Allah, the more they're going to love you. The more you speak about Christ, the more the Christians are going to love you. Because the fact remains, it is God who unites us as one family. Ultimately, we're united under God. And the Christians accept that, the Muslims accept that. Christians, uh, the Muslims have a saying, you know, there is no God but God. Now, somebody might think, what is, that, what is that statement about? What, how does that statement even make sense? There's no God but God. Of course, God is God, you know, and who else is going to be God? But the idea is they don't believe in more than one God. They believe ultimately there is one ultimate God. Ultimate, you know, sort of like Top Gun, who is the, and we believe that too. It's Krishna. You know what I'm saying? It's Guranga Mahaprabhu. Guranga Pambi is Krishna himself. So it's Krishna. Everybody accepts that. Radharani accepts that. Everyone accepts that. So in this way, we build uh, uh, you know, friendship. Our idea is not to convert anybody into anything. Our idea is to revert people to Krishna consciousness and God consciousness, Krishna consciousness, Christ consciousness, Allah consciousness, like that. So taking that line, uh, they're fine with that. Then the differences arise in the food that we eat, you know. And we tell them that actually scientifically it can be proved that vegetarian food is better for the body than other types of food. And so ultimately because we want to please God, we want to do the best for every living entity. And that's all it is. So instead of going by taste, which is the real reason why people shifted to non-vegetarian food, uh, we're going by uh, food value. Food value is more on the natural side, this side. They agree with that, by the way. They don't have a problem. The reason they don't want to say that publicly is because they're worried too many people become interested in, you know, in the Vedic understanding and things like that. Because that's what's happening. You might recently remember that the, uh, the state of Alabama banned uh, namaste from yoga. Okay, you will, we will allow yoga in the schools, but the word namaste is banned. You know, when you put your hand together, you can put your hand together, but don't say namaste. You see what I'm saying? Why? Because they were concerned that if they say namaste, then it's sort of like a whole bunch of people might decide to join, you know, Hare Krishna or some Hindu church or whatever else. They, that's what their worry is. You see what I'm saying? So we can see that we don't want to make them insecure. We don't want to go there, you know. If, someone from, if I was in Alabama, I would say to the Alabama uh, legislature, you did a great job. Keep namaste out of the picture. But please bring God into the picture. <laughs> if they bring God into the picture, the namaste and everything is going to come in automatically. You don't have to worry. 
that right now God is not the focus in pretty much any religious group. The focus is the pastor. The focus is the sannyasi. The focus is the, all these designations that Lord Chaitanya said, I am not. These designations become the focus. You see what I'm saying? And we need to preach strongly, please, this is not the focus of religion. The focus of religion is God. Love of God, that's what religion means. And when you keep pushing that idea, pushing that idea, these same Christian pastors who are, I've had people on my face tell me, no, you're of the devil, you're of Satan, but I know in their heart they accept what I said. <laughs> because it's the truth. <laughs> you can't deny the truth. Even if someone says, yeah, I hate you, inside they might think, man, this person is good. <laughs> but I have to say I hate you because I want to separate myself from you. You see what I'm saying? That's all. So we don't have a problem with that part. We're not here to become popular. Hare Krishna should never be interested in popularity. We should be interested how they can love God and how we can all unite in love of God. That will make Krishna happiest. That's why Prabhupada's dying wish, if you want to show your love to me, cooperate, please cooperate. What is cooperation about? It's about love. In love there's cooperation. In control there's no cooperation. People think there's cooperation in control. It's artificial control. Just like there's artificial diamonds and there's real diamonds. Which one is more valuable? Artificial control is not as valuable as real love. And you can ask any mother this when they bring up their children. It is the love that they have for their children that allows the children to be the best children in the world. Control doesn't work. And parents who use control figure it out sooner or later. Didn't work. Children really didn't like them. They had a problem. When they grew older, they rebelled against the parents. They don't want to be part of the parents. You know, they're like, like we in the Gujaratis say, you know, they're trash cans. Where do trash cans belong? Outside, right? Not inside the house. You don't put a trash can inside the house. You put a trash can outside the house. Because nowadays we put trash cans inside the house too. Because we have small houses, right? So we don't have much space. <laughs> if you had space, you'd put it outside. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? The big trash cans do sit outside. The dumpsters nobody puts inside their building, right? The dumpster is outside. So, you know, we don't want to be dumpsters as parents. You see what I'm saying? So do it with love. And it's the same thing when you're reaching out to other people. Do it with love. Understand where they come from. Remember, Lord Shiva actually loves those who nobody loves. These people at least are nice people, right? Christians are nice people. They're not bad people. Muslims are nice people. They're not bad people. Some of them have got some strange ideas and they're going to do some strange things and we want to stay away from them because you don't want to get killed in the process. But the point is that other than that, we shouldn't just write off communities and say, you know, label. That's it. Everybody is same label, you know. Don't work like that. Especially for those of us who are preaching, we should never do that. We should understand everyone is a child of Krishna. And Krishna is Surida Sarva Bhutana. He is the best lover of every living entity. And so, if he loves them, how are we going to not love them? But there's ways to love and we've got to figure that out. That's all it is. So these are strategies, you know. And the books is one of the best methods because they read the book, they're going to become interested. Because the book has no uh, ego, right? You and I have egos. So when we meet somebody, people think there's a clash of egos. We give a book, the book's got no ego, they accept it. How many of us came to Krishna consciousness because of books, right? Why? Because the book didn't have an ego. But others we thought had an ego, so we sort of like clashed. But with no ego, no clash. So these are things, some strategies that, and of course we have mindful strategies like prasadam and 
People love our prasadam, by the way. They really love it. Every devotee should be a cook. If you can't find prasadam, make it yourself. Go out and put it out there. People love prasadam. It's offered to Krishna. When they eat it, they become addicted. And those who come to the restaurant will tell you that. When the restaurant closes down for two weeks in a year, they get so mad at us. Why do you have to close for two weeks? What's wrong with you guys? Nobody closes for two weeks. Why do you have to close for two weeks? And we're closing for repairs and things like that and give the devotees a bit of a break. You know what I mean? That, that. But no, they want to have prashad. People love prashad. Does that make sense? Thank you. Yeah. Any other points, questions? Thank you everybody for being so nice. I think we will do a, a Murdanga presentation. I see one of our Murdanga leaders down here, so wondering why she's sitting here. She doesn't like to hear me, so you know, she didn't come here to listen to me. <laughs> You're doing bhajans. Oh. oh, so you'll continue with bhajans. Very nice. Thank you very much. All glories to the lowest feet of Srila Prabhupada. Vancha kapa turvascha kripasandhubi evacha patitanam pavanebhyo veshnavebhyo namo nama anandakodi veshnavabrindaki jai shigora bhakta brindaki jai shimad bhagavad gita tarupaki jai Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Itai Gaur Pramanandi Hari Hari Bhava.